We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com B-E. That's IXL.com B-E. Welcome to the Principal PLN Podcast, hosted by Dr. Spike Cook, Jessica Johnson, and Teresa Stagger. Principal PLN is a weekly roundtable discussion about current topics in educational leadership. Be sure to follow our hosts on Twitter at Dr. Spike Cook, at Principal J, and at Principal Stagger. There are many great ways to contact the PLN. Follow the hashtag Principal PLN or at Principal PLN on Twitter. You can also search and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. All links can be found online at PrincipalPLN.com. Welcome back. This is episode five of the Principal PLM podcast, season two, and we are discussing safety principles for principals, principals. Uh, today, we figured with it being the beginning of the school year, it's probably a good idea to check through your training, see what you've been up to, and maybe share some really good ideas on the, the best ways to train your staff, because Jess can tell you that uh, some of the ways that we've been that some of us have been uh, trained is not necessarily the best one. So let's just super quick go over what have you done the last week. Jess, how did the first uh, first week with kids go? Hey, the first week was great. It was really smooth. Um, we only lost one kid, and we knew where he was once we figured it out, and he wasn't really lost. Um, no, it was a smooth week. We have, I don't know if I said it on the last podcast, but we have like over 40 new families in our school. Wow. Our enrollment is like, up, up. It's a, it's a, it's causing some other problems, but it's a good problem to have. Yeah. Um, but it's, I mean, thinking back in previous years, it's been a smooth week. Um, I'm just exhausted. <laughs> Spike, I was listening to your box. I'm like, yeah, we're exhausted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's, it's a great start to the year. How about you, Spike? Yeah, Spike, you did your, um, you were doing that. Tell us how that that thing went for your first couple of days. The, because you were talking last week about how you were going to podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. Cool. How that we went. Had, um, well, the podcast went uh, went really well. I was able to interview about like eleven or twelve people within like a forty-five minute span. As people were coming in to like all the staff were coming in to our performing arts center, um, so it was you know it was out in the hallway and it was just 
you know, me sitting down with each, like a representative or two from each building. And then um, as that was going on in the, um, in the Performing Arts Center where people were, you know, sitting and hanging out, they could watch it and listen. Um, so it went really well. I just, I just have to edit it and get it out. But it, um, it was so interesting to some people that when they sat down, they were like, this is it. This is all you need for a podcast, you know, because I just had the little camera thing, the microphone, and our regular laptop. So they were pleasantly surprised to see how, how easy it really was. And um, this also got some really good discussion going about doing a continued series of these podcasts featuring uh, teachers throughout the district. So I said, of course, you know, I would help out with that and, um, you know, do anything that I could to, um, to make it happen. So, so that went really well. Our first two days of staff training uh, went really well. And um, then we had first two days of school, which I thought went really well. Um, you know, I, we have a new arrival dismissal. Um, we did a lot of work on training the staff and training the parents through videos and you know, handouts and stuff like that. But then you don't really know what it's like until you go through it. So just to give you an idea, in the first day, I think it took us a half an hour to get through dismissal, um, 75 cars. And the next day, just by making a couple different changes, we were able to cut it down 10 minutes with the same amount of cars. So it wow. just it, it really helped out with, you know, some people giving some really good insight. Um, so and we, you know, we're going to hopefully get it, you know, we have to get it, you know, a lot smoother. Uh, but you know, overall, um, just like Jessica said, I'm extremely exhausted, definitely slept in today and, uh, you know, but really good first, first two days. Spike slept in today as, as I'm sure we all slept in today, but I think, uh, just, it's important for you to know that we're taping this at eight o'clock on a Saturday morning. So <laughs> even though, yeah. even though uh, seven o'clock my time, seven o'clock, that's, that's right. Time. That's right. Well, so although although Spike slept in, he was still dressed uh, better. I Jess, I'm, I I feel like I need to say this better than the two of us. <laughs> I mean, I'm still wearing my tank top. Jess is running a 5K later today. No, so, so I'm, not, I'm not dressed nice at all. <laughs> so she's ready to go. She's and so she said she wasn't wearing any makeup. So I didn't either. So I rolled out of bed and and jumped on here and Spike, if you're not looking watching the video, Spike is in a fabulous button up collared shirt. He looks professional you know, at eight o'clock in the I morning. Like, I feel like Teresa and I are doing the bedhead challenge. <laughs> I know, right? I, I did flat well, I, iron my bangs though because they were like it was like this. Um, it was ridiculous when I woke up. <laughs> I had to do that, otherwise funny. it was not happening. That's that's funny. Yeah. Unfortunately it's true. <laughs> so how many how many families do you have in your building? Oh not families, you just said that. How many um how many students do you have in your building? We have um about three hundred and ten this year. Okay, what about you, Jess? Oh my gosh. I I'm going to guess it's 390 right now, but I don't think my secretary's even done entering everybody in our system yet. I mean, she she has been I mean, sure. adding on 40 families yeah. with multiple children. I mean, she's been a worker bee. Yeah. Cool. How about, How about you, you, Teresa? How was your first couple days and or actually a couple weeks now? Yeah, we've been in. This is the end of our second week. Still not a full week, though, because of Labor Day. Um, it was good. Things are going really well. Um, it, you know, it's a lot smoother when it's not your first year. 
there's I feel like now that the policies and procedures have all been done because that's there nothing was there when I got there. So I feel like now looking back, you know, at the time I was just working, but now looking back it's like that's what I spent most of my time doing was just documenting things, writing stuff down, getting handbooks set. So now that that's all done, it you know, I've probably spent more time in the classrooms this week, this last two weeks than I did in three months last year, which is terribly sad, but it's the, I mean, it was the reality because we had accreditation, right. we had preschool accreditation, we had kitchen accreditation, everything fell last year. So um, it, it's been really good and it's, you know, I had the same secretary at the beginning of the year this year that I had at the end of the year last year, so that's a bonus. We, we were able to both be in in August and get things set up. So it's, I mean, it's it's a hugely different thing, but it's been it's been awesome, but still exhausting. And um, we we put air conditioners in our building this year. Um, we put them in the upper. This last week has been upwards of I think it was 98 degrees when I left school yesterday. And you know the building has cement walls. The only ventilation are these tiny windows at the bottom of the windows. Um, they're not, I mean, it's it's easily 100 degrees in these classrooms, easily. And so um, father came over yesterday and okayed us putting, um, us putting air conditioners in all the classrooms. So that's going to make just a world of difference, and I think it's going to make the days a little less exhausting. Because mm -hmm. when you're working in a building that's 100 degrees for 10 hours, it's like, it's tough. I have air conditioning in my office, but I'm not in it as much, so it's just... And I'm sure we're not the only ones with that problem, and I know we're not the only ones where it's that warm because we live in Michigan, so it has to be warmer other places. But yeah, it's it was crazy, crazy hot. So, what about your iPad uh, rollout? How's that going? It's going great. Luckily, uh, you know, we did the the main implementation last year, so it was just handing it out to the kindergartners. I got the uh, the eighth grade iPads wiped and passed them out to the kindergartners. We had enough. That we had ordered last year with the um, for the because they told us eight percent of them would would break or the students would break them, so we had ordered eleven extra, which was exactly what we needed for the new students that we had because we had a uh, one hundred and thirty students. So uh, last year we only had one hundred and nineteen, so we needed exactly the amount that we had, which was perfect. So now I just need to order some extras, but it's going pretty well. A couple issues with kids forgetting you know, their usernames and passwords, but we had them fill out a sheet at the end of the year that had their lock code, their username, their password, so we just gave those back to them, and it's been pretty simple. So, Teresa, did you have any break? We had, um, we had two students shatter screens, shattered, mm -hmm. I mean, beyond use, but that was, like, two weeks before the end of the school year. Okay. It's actually impressive, and, and we don't have, we don't have carpet in most of the building. So okay. it was bound to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we had three of them that just died. They could not be charged, they couldn't be used, but those were still under warranty and it was a battery defect. So we just sent it, We I sent in a service request to Apple and they sent us a box with free shipping. We sent it, they sent us new ones and it was done. Um, Brian, my husband and I, have actually we ordered from Amazon uh, no, we ordered from a place called ifixit.com, and uh, we ordered the the kit to be able to replace like, <laughs> the iPads. Yep. And so it was like um, 
$180 for all the stuff that you would need, including like a heat gun and, and the, you know, the magnetized mat and all the tools. And then, so instead what we do is, because my husband and I enjoy this kind of stuff, probably him more than me, but he likes to do it, so why, you know, why wouldn't we? And uh, we just order a replacement screen from Amazon. They're like $35, I think, for the $30, $35 for the iPad minis. Okay. So we just replace them ourselves because if you have the glass replaced from Apple, it's two hundred bucks. I might as well just buy a new device. Yeah. You know. So we've been doing that, and it's it's worked out pretty well. We I couldn't believe it that we only had one device that shattered last year. That's I awesome. Mean, you know, with with six grades of it, that was yeah. it. Yeah, and ours were I think ours were second grade and kindergarten. So it works. I mean. Real, really, it was good. And the one, I, I feel like he had to run it over the way that it was cracked. I mean, there's no, <laughs> there's no possible way you could drop this thing and have it shatter. Like, I mean, the glass was, if you were to flip it up, upside down, the glass was falling out. I mean, there's, oh yeah. other than somebody physically stomping on it or running it over, I just don't know how you would do that. So it 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 really was good. And and we, we do a self-insurance plan. Okay. The parents pay $20 a year. Um, per student, a cap of $50 per family, and that goes into the insurance account, and then they get one free one over, you know, the life of the device. Okay. I think four years we figured out. And then um, they they get one free one, and then it's like $30 for the first replacement and $50 for the second one, as long as it was clear that, you know, they weren't trying to break the device. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's you know it, it's worked out pretty well because now all the ones that we've had to fix were free for the families, but it's still more than covered under the insurance money that we have. So it's you know Apple said with the amount of kids that we have, it doesn't make sense to do a big insurance policy because we can just self-insure them and it'll cover it. But and I suppose you could probably do that with all of them. But but anyway, so so that was that. All right. Yeah. So we're talking very briefly because it's a it's a not a fun subject to talk about, but it's one that you kind of have to discuss is uh, safety training. So I I was visited yesterday by I knew that she was coming um, by someone from the Michigan Catholic Conference who visited all of the non-public schools in the state of Michigan from like the beginning of August until now, and she is doing um, she's doing risk assessment for all of the schools based on what your what your um, safety practices look like and they're not I mean it's not a report they're just trying to help so she came through and she made sure that you know, we knew where all of our floor plans were because you can they've put them all online for us so you can go and download your floor plans, what it should look like, how many copies you should have for first responders, what your go bag or your emergency evacuation kit, whatever you're calling it, should look like, what the teachers should have at their disposal. Unfortunately, it's something you have to think about. We live uh, within, there's an evacuation zone for uh, a nuclear power plant that's um, just, it's in the, in the county that we live in, but um, you know, we have to be prepared for Fermi. What do you do? When I moved down here, I had no idea that that even existed. You know, and, and a lot of our teachers don't even know where Fermi is, let alone what you might have to do if there's an evacuation, where you have to go, how far you have to get, etc. So there's a lot of different kinds of trainings that you can do with your staff. Um, Jeff, why don't you talk about 
Yeah, we've had a lot of training. Um, I'm not passionate about this topic, but we've had a lot of training. We are the county seat. We've got the sheriff's department just literally up the road from us, so there's been a lot of training with us, probably more because we're the county seat. Um, all of our staff has, I mean, this is all in addition to like, you know, your basic every month, your fire drill, your tornado drills, your, you know, all of that. But we've had... All of our staff had to go through this FEMA training that was an online um, training. I'm going to be honest, I don't even remember what it, what it all entailed, um, but it was a few hours for each person of having to read this material and then um, answer questions to be able to pass the test. Um, and, and from our experience, what we found is, um, and, and not knocking the FEMA training because, I mean, safety is hugely important. There was so much that doesn't apply to what teachers actually do that it, we kind of felt it was a bit of a waste of time because teachers really just want to know, who do I call? What, what do I need? Where do I go? Like, they just need to know that. Um, it, the FEMA training gets into so much that I can't even describe. And then um, our administrators, we had to go through three days of FEMA training, three full days of what if a pipeline breaks in Alaska and you're, I mean, this, what if a plane crashes? What, I mean, we went through so much. But we've also done, twice we've had um, the Sheriff's Department come in and we've done active shooter drills where, um, you know, we go into full lockdown and they do not come out of the rooms until um, each of us administrator are with a police officer, go to the room. They do not open the door. I have to knock on the door, say, hello, this is Mrs. Johnson. I have a police officer with me, and we open the door. They don't open the door to us. And then even lining the kids up, the officer would line them up, holding the hands of the shoulders of the student in front of them and walking with their eyes closed all the way until we would get to the gym. Um, and then it, it took a long time. Our first time we did it, it was probably two hours. The second time, I want to say it was like 45 minutes, um, and I was surprised that we didn't have kids crying. Um, I think the police officers really did a good job of, of how they were talking um, to our little kids, and the, the, our teachers did a phenomenal job of preparing the students and, you know, keeping them calm during the lockdown. Um, and then we talked about how, you know, really, we wouldn't be going to the gym. We would be going to this evacuation site, and then you'd be getting bus to, you know, a different site. and. Um, our, we've also had our, all of our secretarial staff have gone to where that site is to practice, okay, what do you bring in, in an event like this? Where do we set up? What do, you know, all of those kinds of logistical things. So we've done quite, quite a bit. It, it just kind of swarms your brain with way more than you want to ever think about. Spike, what do you guys do? Do you, do you have, I mean, obviously we've all got our drills. Everybody has their state mandated things. Um, we have fire drill, tornado drill, and we have um, uh, lockdown and active shooter drills. What do you guys have to do in New Jersey? Well, um, yeah, because there's a couple things that you guys were mentioning um, while you're talking that I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> and that's, you know, that's why this topic stinks, so, but it's a good one to talk about. Well, no, it just shows that like different states and different regions have different yeah. you know concerns because yeah. Um, yeah, there was a couple things that just flew over my head. Um, <laughs> Like it flew over my head, and I am trained and certified, or something. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, we have just yeah your traditional you know fire drill once a month, and then we have to have some sort of um, um, you know like evacuation drill once a month too. So it could be either lockdown or evacuation. Um, 
we do have this thing called code white where like if there's like a, a student or a person that's not responding we call it code white but it's odd because we don't that's not one of the things this thing is something we have to practice but we don't necessarily get credit for it like I, like one month last year I wanted to do that as the drill and we weren't able to so um, when we uh, we have never really done like since I've been there I'm starting my fourth year we have never done an evacuation where we actually went to the place where we're supposed to be evacuating to which is a uh, a church across the street um, I honestly I'm sure we, we have a lot of work to do in, in this area. We've never done an active shooter drill in my building, um, like with the elementary kids, um, just because like in the district, I think we've only done one, and it may have been at the high school. Um, we've never done, like w there's a lot of things that when I think about like even like our arrival and dismissal, like we've never done a fire drill during that time. We've never done a lockdown um, or an evacuation drill during those times. So. Um, you know, we, we, there's a lot of things that we have to look into, but we don't have anything on tornadoes. Um, I mean, we do get hurricanes in this in this area, but we don't necessarily have any like hurricane training. Um, and then, as far as like like big catastrophes and stuff like that through FEMA and whatever, I, I don't even know. We, we, I don't have anything on that. Do you? So, because I, I was going to ask you about the hurricanes. Um, what do you, when is hurricane season really big up by you? Because I know you guys got a couple nasty ones mm -hmm. the last couple years. Yeah, it's right around now, actually. It's like the end of August through September and I think maybe into early October. So, yeah, we've had some, some times where, um, you know, it's been pretty bad. And we're probably about 40 miles off of the, the uh, eastern seaboard. So it it's, it's usually doesn't damage too much inland this far. But, um, you know, obviously like neighboring towns and, and places like that. So, um, but usually, what you know, that would be as simple as like, because with hurricanes, you know, they're coming. I mean, you know, they're coming from, you know, if you, you actually have a few days to prepare. Yeah, for them. that's so true. Nor normally we just uh, cancel school. I would, I would guess like tornado. I don't know. Can you guys talk about the tornado thing? Because that's totally foreign to yeah. the East Coast. You don't group. get tornadoes on the East Coast? Yeah, do you not have? No. Really? No. Okay, so Spike, a tornado drill, you have to be prepared if there's a tornado. Uh, because and those come out of nowhere. No. And it, yeah, like, you practice where you're going to go. Um, and for most of... Um, our, you can't be in a room with a window, right. so a lot of our classrooms have to go in the hallway, and you practice lining up by the wall and getting down and covering your head. And with a, it used to be with a book, but they changed that. I don't know if the we used to put books over our necks. We've never done books. We did because it was it would save from the glass. You oh. know, if you were in a place where there was glass, it would save your neck or your body from like flying materials. Mm -hmm. But they stopped that now. But you, you have to, like, you sit in Indians or crisscross applesauce, whatever we call it now, and sit, you know, I'm so used to that's what we called it when I was in school. And you sit um, against the wall and put your head down as far as you can, just in like a tiny little ball. And then you cover your neck mm -hmm. and you have to stay there until the tornado is mm -hmm. out of the area. Yeah. We, yeah. And going back to principle basics of these principles, of safety for principals. I, I think the main thing is teachers and kids need to know where they go, whether they're in their classroom or if they're in Fayette or if they're in gym or whatever. So when you do whatever drill it is you need to do, I'm sure 
you know, in, in other states there's different kinds of drills. Um, but um, practicing them at different times of the day so that they get that practice of, you know, if they're at a special or, oh my gosh, we've never done it during lunch or recess because I'm the one that says no. I know. We are required in the state of Michigan that we have to have one of each drill during lunch and recess throughout the year. I just imagine like lunches not eaten and I can't it's get over that. Yeah, you have to extend oh, yeah. lunch that day. I mean, and, just, you know, just extend it and call it good. And and you're, hopefully you're not the one that has to like oversee every little detail. But like you know, do they all have the sign by the door that says you know where they evacuate to? And if they don't, you know, how, where should they go? Um, thankfully, like that is all taken care of in my building. Like I I have no idea who even no I do know who does it, but I have nothing to do with that. But you know, you need to have those kinds of basics for everybody. And then you know, a go bag if if they're needing to leave for something or. You know, what is your procedure for fire drills? Are they holding up a red card that they're missing somebody, or do they have to give you an attendance slip? Um, um, who's who's checking the building as they're leaving? Who's going and checking the bathrooms to make sure that everybody is out? Um, how are you going to notify parents if you have to evacuate the building? Or you know, I'm so happy. I think I shared we have this new Blackboard Connect system, the auto dialing system. I am so Oh, happy for that. We have school reach through PowerSchool, and it, it saved us so many times last year. I can't even, it's, you have to have some sort of a system like that that can call, email, mm -hmm. or um, text. You, yes. you just have to. Yeah. Um, we did, we were talking about yesterday when the, when the emergency um, woman came to discuss with us. We were talking about, you know, you've got, so you have all of your signs. You've got your things posted. Who... Who trains the substitutes? When you have a substitute in the building, how do you tell? What, I mean, you never know when there's going to be a tornado. You obviously don't know when there's going to be a fire. What if there's an intruder? What do your substitutes know what to do? Make That's sure. a great question. Yeah. I think um, we have uh, like these substitute folders. Mm -hmm. uh, and luck, fortunately, we have a lot of people who are pretty regular in our building. Right. Um, but they do have uh, substitute folders. We um, you know, sort of check in with them in the, in the beginning of the day just to make sure, one, that they know where they're going, what they're doing, and then also if there's any, you know, problems or, or questions. Like, we usually just have, like, the person next to them that would help them out, you know, in that kind of case. So, you know, if we're going to do a fire drill on Monday, um, you know, we have a substitute in there, then they just, you know, and a lot of times the kids know the routine, yes. you know, so it's like, you need to grab that, you need to grab this, we need to get in line, and, you know, but most of the time they're okay. Um, I think in our pre-show we were talking a little bit about new staff, and it's so funny that you mentioned that because um, I do have two, uh, actually I have two new teachers and a new um, cafeteria manager that I need to sit Us down too. with. <laughs> the <laughs> same, to, same new staff. Yeah, I need to sit down with them next week and go over all this because they're invariably they're gonna well, and I might not get to them before that, but yeah, they're gonna you know they're gonna have a drill, and they're not gonna they may not know what to do. Although um, you know with their mentors, uh, each of them are assigned a mentor, so hopefully they went over that. But that's that was a good reminder that you, you have to make sure you do that. You know, um, this is kind of shifting the monkey, but when we set up our mentors with our mentees, we give them a list of like um, topics to talk about each month. And that beginning of the year, um, when we had them meet before school started, it had those like nitty gritty little detail things that um, 
that we ask the mentors to talk about with the mentees because um, they're the ones who have been in classrooms and know like you know the little details of, of what you do um, and, and I'm going to be honest there's some little basic things that I might not be completely aware of because I'm the one running around with my walkie-talkie checking the bathrooms and you know checking for lost students um, and it's they they know better than we do it's totally right. true it's totally true and Jess would you be willing to share that checklist that you're meant that you give to your mentors for the yes, and it doesn't pertain to safety but yeah I will yeah that and turn it into a Google Doc to share. That'd be great. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. We also discussed yesterday with the emergency um, woman that came in, which I thought was a fantastic idea. Um, you know, we'd, we'd go through all this training stuff at the beginning of the school year in our professional development time before classes start. But realistically, we were all teachers. We know that the one thing that you're thinking about is getting in your classroom. They're, they're listening to you, but they're not really grasping it. She came up with this idea called a safety 10, mm -hmm. and she puts it in every full staff meeting. And she says, you have to keep it to 10 minutes. You ha there's, that's no question. If it becomes a topic that, that clearly we need to move forward with, then you put it on, a, on the next agenda as a, as a full agenda item. But during the safety 10, you've got your monthly staff meeting or whenever you have it, and you discuss one thing. So fire drills, what are we going to do, where are we going to go? Um, if we have an evacuation, who, you know, where's the list? Who does what? Who's in charge of which parts? But that way, the teachers have already been in their classrooms. They've already ha had students. They are kind of learning the ropes, especially with the new teachers. They're learning the ropes of you know, where everything is, how everything's moving, what the school day looks like. So now when you're reintroducing those topics, they mean a little bit more. And it's just a good reminder. I mean, nobody wants, there it is. <laughs> nobody wants to add more to a staff meeting, but this is, you know, unfortunately, school safety is something that it, we're, we're in a time now that we, we just have to, we have to make sure that everybody knows what they're doing because the, the worst thing that could happen ever is that there's a tornado or a fire or, heaven forbid, an intruder and your kids aren't safe because your staff wasn't 100% sure about what to do. Yes. Yep. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Coming yeah, up, to, we've got plans for our next podcast. We're going to talk about keeping the principal healthy because you have to outlast this marathon. We'll have a special guest, Hal Elrod, coming in. And um, we'll also be talking about productivity tips for principals too. Work. We can get off of all this heavy stuff now and start talking about the fun things again. <laughs> uh, any last notes before we go? All right, then, Principal Keelan out. Thanks for sharing in the learning with us today. Remember to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and continue the conversation by joining the Boxer Group. Links can be found at principalpln.com. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges.
Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com B to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com B-E. Do you want to save time on prep work, increase student achievement for all of your students, reliably meet tier one standards? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com B to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve these goals. That's IXL.com B-E.